and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl, and tonight we are joined by three members of my firefighting family. We have Ash. Oh, hey there. We have Scott. Hey. And we have Todd. Hello. And we're going to start with some news about the uh, the forecast for the, the wildfire season out here in BC. So, Scott, you want to say that? Yeah, this is last week. The uh, Somebody, I don't know who it was. <laughs> I would be a terrible news broadcast. Somebody important in the government <laughs> did some things. and They, had a, they actually, had, no, there was a um, broadcast and they, they pro- projected the our wildfire forecast. So, it's been pretty rainy. Right, actually, yeah. That's been really rainy, except for the last Couple two, of days. three days. But mm-hmm. uh, for the last month, it wasn't that rainy, but it was much cooler. Mm-hmm. And then we had some a fair amount of rain the last couple of days. But so their forecast is going to be really light up until mid July, end of July, and then it's going to be possibly hotter than last year. Which Sweet. I'm not sure how that is because last year was like <laughs> like 45 degrees. Yeah, the heat dome. Yeah. So I don't know if they if they're if they're meaning the heat dome heat or if they're meaning like. The temperature getting hotter. Yeah, sustained heat throughout. Before that heat don't hit us. Mm-hmm. So, um, And when that heat don't hit us, obviously that really cranked the fire danger rating up. So. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, everybody's kind of, right now everybody's kind of chill because everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a great wildfire season. Not every, not everyone, like people that aren't firefighters. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, it's so nice because it's raining and we're not going to get any uh, wildfires this year. It's like, well, no, as Ash keeps reminding everybody, it's like it's building the fine fuels mm-hmm. and then it's going to dry out the fine fuels and then we're going to have... A lot of fire, <laughs> probably. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never know. It's hard to forecast that stuff. Yeah. Well, whether sure. or not it's by us or not, it'll definitely be kicking off somewhere in the valley. Because yeah. it, it, I mean, I can't remember a year. I can't remember a year yeah. that it hasn't somewhere in this valley. Yeah, or yeah. even you know, locally. Yeah, even and stateside too. We get all the smoke settling in our valley. Sure, we do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it'll be uh, busy one ahead. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Some more newfound skills, mm-hmm. yeah, which, we'll which we'll talk about. <laughs> uh, Todd, you and you and your guys went up for some some live fire training. When was that? Was that yesterday? So, uh, yesterday and today, we had two days of uh, live fire evolutions um, at the uh, burn building in Penticton. Uh, so, we had um, 14 guys yesterday and 15 today that we went up. Um, two different kind of uh, scales of um, experience, so it was really good. Uh, yesterday, I guess I'd call a little bit more seasoned guys. Guys have been in a little bit longer. I've done a fair, a fair amount of those evolutions. Um, so yeah, we did, uh, just the simple kind of, um, indirect attack, a uh, lot more focus on just hose handling and, and straight fire suppression rather than last year we were doing in some searches and a few other little skills as well with that and some rescues. Uh, so this time it was just strictly fire knockdown evolutions. Um, but things went really well. So we had, uh, we broke it down to teams of three. Um, then we had our kind of instructor in charge and, um, the instructor as well. And then, um, one of our firefighters would make them the role of the officer and everybody would cycle through each role. So right. everybody got a different transition of nozzle, backup door control and, um, on comms and stuff as well. So it went really well. Uh, so we did the, um, just the first floor fire attack. Uh, then we did a second floor evolution, and then we did a blow grade scenario as well. Nice. So, yeah, things things progressed well uh, today as well. Today was uh, a little bit more um, inexperienced group, so a little bit more teaching, which was still fun, um, you know, because sometimes you get a little uh, less water application, so it's a little hotter. Uh, sometimes you get a little prolonged water application, creates more steam. <laughs> um, so that gets exciting. Of course, people feel that uh, heat increase because, as we know, 
for every gallon of water it's a 1700 right. expansion ratio right so mm -hmm. that room is not big enough it gets hot fast um, big takeaway for the weekend was probably reminding people how important it is to get that um, ventilation open right away for hydraulic ventilation so as soon as you're putting water in that fire um, getting that window open and calling command to um, get that permission to hydraulically vent on whatever side you are and get that all those uh, gases and that heat out as quickly as you can so are they still doing penciling that is that the thing or are they are they doing more no so we're, more yeah like it's the same as we've always kind of practiced um well not like what, what we practice what we practice yeah. now sorry yeah, so we're not we're not penciling. So essentially, what we're doing actually, we we added one step this year from last year. So we'll have our team in place. We'll accordion the hose accordingly for entry. Um, so you have your door control, your nozzleman. Uh, we'll splash some water on the door. You know, mark your thermal air. Uh, door control, open the door. Nozzleman's observing the smoke. We're actually uh, actioning the ceiling right right in, there before yeah. we go in. So we're doing a quick little uh, kind of one Mississippi two. Uh, mm -hmm. wall ceiling wall from the uh, exterior into that door frame close the door wait a few seconds open it again hmm. get the go or no go of course in those few seconds you're reading the smoke again if it's in drawing or whatever it may be right and do your push as soon as you get in that through that door wall ceiling wall application another kind of one mississippi two seconds and then uh close the door door control um and every kind of 15 10 15 seconds as they push to the seat of the fire they're doing a wall ceiling wall application right. and so what i'm saying that so essentially nice high steep angle um kind of a, a quarter of the way down from the ceiling you're going to start that water application yeah. yeah like an upside down <clears throat> horseshoe right yeah. yeah and then progress in then we did the indirect attack so we didn't enter the fire room you kind of use that wall for a little bit of shielding um right. do your water application push into right. the fire room right. and then Hit the ceiling of it, kind of a three to ten second burst. Generally, three seconds is I find is, is the best for these training environments. Um, then base of the fire, and then open the window, hydraulic ventilate, overhaul, and exit. So for the people that don't know, why are we doing that wall ceiling wall when you're not directly in the fire room? So what does that do to that uh, cabin? Um, if it's a hallway, if it's a, lar a larger hallway, a larger room, corridor. So what is that doing? So it's like, it's similar to what we always talked about before, that water on the fire, right? Mm -hmm. So we're making things better inside. We're cooling that environment. That's right. I remember we've had these conversations in the past about, oh, you're going to put all this water in and you're going to create all this steam. You're going to mm. burn everybody inside. Mm. No, it does, it's not the case. You know, so we are cooling those superheated gases and those, sure. that fuel load. You're not waiting. You're not necessarily like you don't have to wait until you see fire. No, you can, you, you can often tell when. I mean, you. I mean, you're doing it obviously because that train fire. It's not going to be that hot down yeah. there, but you're doing it because um, in real in real time, it's going to be yeah, you're going to be possibly cooling those hot gases. That's right. Before they before they're fire. Yeah, disturbing yeah. that thermal air. Even getting those gases moving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. smoke is smoke is fuel, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Even in that, like, so it was just a class A um, burn. So we had pallets on the fire, right? Yeah. Uh, but even then, like being the uh, instructor in charge, when you go inside, you're already in that room waiting for the guys to enter. And when they do that initial water application, mm -hmm. you can feel that little bit of change right there. And then, yeah, yeah. even though, as we know, it's very good visibility. It's nothing like the real yeah. thing, but yeah, you can feel that change. So yeah, so again, back to that, it just uh, it starts resetting a little bit. It cools the environment. Yeah. Push in, cools the environment. That's right. And then you can do that knock 
with the more heavier water application, mm -hmm. that's going to create all that steam and then ventilate. Yeah, I have to admit, I haven't been pushing that as much. Um, we were doing it for a little while, and then we stopped pushing it. I don't know why we stopped pushing it a lot. We were doing that wall ceiling wall, pushing in wall ceiling wall. I would like to get back into that more. Mm -hmm. of every, and I like the every 15 feet kind of idea. Because the problem is, yeah. you, you know, you're training in the burn building, so guys are like, they know when it's not hot, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, it's not hot. It's like, yeah, but it could be. And getting the mindset of, like, mm. like a lot of stuff we do is pretend. So mm. this is, yeah. But it seems like when guys get in the burn building, they want it to be like, oh, well, it's burn building, so it's real. It has like, what we feel is what we are. You know, it's all realistic. Yeah. But we want we still have to pretend a lot in the burn building. Absolutely, and and I like what you guys do. You guys generally add a little bit of hay sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, we didn't have hay there for that, but Corey, our chief, did mention he would like to have had some because it just adds that little bit more smoke in that environment. It's a bit more realistic. Yeah. You can actually see that thermal layer a lot better, right? Mm -hmm. I want to try that smoke generator still. That new one. That I, yeah, I told you about. Mm, I can remember. The barrel. Of the like you get a barrel, um, fifty gallon, fifty five gallon drum. Mm -hmm. Cut a hole in the bottom with a pipe. Yeah. And then you put like a little barbecue screen in. Okay. So you put your hay in there and you light a little fire. And then uh, like wet hay. And you put a, um, a leaf, leaf blower. Oh, okay. You're right. So the extra wind generates this column. And I was watching the video and it generates a column of smoke out of the barrel. Like it, like it fills up a room in like seconds. So I want to try that in our new smoke, in our new burn building that we're building, yeah. our search building. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I think it'll be really good because the video itself, like, ooh, that's awesome. Well. Like, you want to just, like, because normally smoke is just a little bit of smoke, but mm -hmm. yeah, what is that? Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. We have four buildings in place. Oh, yeah, right. I yeah. saw that driving yeah. up today. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I haven't looked at them yet. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been over there yet. I wanted to go today, but were they cut? And... Mm -hmm. Oh, no, <laughs> just <laughs> they ready are to roll. just in place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the guys got it done the other day. It's pretty exciting. So, it's bedtime for Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cutting of uh, the doors and windows won't take long. So, you can't, it's, uh, it's the floor that's going to take forever. Yeah, mm -hmm. getting the stairwell through. You gotta cut through like wood and then beams and then another ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The stairwell the stairwells are the problem though. Yeah. But I mean now that we've done it a few times, we know what we're doing yeah. more. So Yeah, no, it was really good evolutions. Um everybody had some really good takeaways. Uh they learned a lot. Um and just really streamlined uh the hose handling skills. Um I guess uh, I have all these. Are they doing nuts to butts? Or are they doing no spacing? Good. No, yeah, we're spaced out. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, yeah. So we practice a lot of the the bump up, bump back, um, nice. for your pinch points and stuff. And then all we're really pushing a little bit more. So now is that uh, that number two person. So as the nozzleman gets in there, you know, is ready to start actioning the fire. We want him up closer at that point, not nuts to butts, but. <laughs> within range for communication because generally if we're kind of a two three man team um yeah. depending on manpower that might be the, the team leader too right so right. um yeah just uh yeah spacing it out it just helps with your hose handling so much better um especially when you start pushing up uh, yeah. stairs and stuff like that right so the one evolution when we did the second floor attack oh i have the blow grade attack um just having that spread out and the bump up bump back for those pinch points night day difference and the guys did great they actually they spooled the hose totally uh, appropriately. Um, had uh, oh I don't know, probably twenty five feet um, pulled up up above the stairwell and the landing that they're working on for the entry. So it was a nice easy pull into mm -hmm. that uh, that doorway again. So it worked well. Yeah, the below grade fire was actually good too because there's a, they had a doorway at the bottom of the um, stairs to go into the fire room. Yeah. So we did our initial door control uh, yeah. methods as we entered, 
book it down the stairs. Um, everybody gets down the down the stairwell, so we're not applying any water yet. Here's on that one. So um, I think we're doing it a little different than most. We're doing so. What do they do? What do they teach? Are there the nozzle man going first, or is it someone else going first? Nozzle first. Yeah. Okay. Is there what's their reasoning for that? Uh, well, I don't. I just, I actually don't know. Um, all I can really speak for is what we're training is we're doing nozzle first yeah. um, down there, and then with the bump up back, the guys are just helping feed the hose. Right. So the nozzle is getting down to that door, um, or do it down to, to the first floor, anyways, right. and then uh, positioning himself ready. So then everybody's going to be clearing that stairwell. So is the nozzle been able to sound the floor well as he's going down, and what? Or um, semi. I mean, again, it's like we're not. We're not doing that as much as we were before. We're not sounding as yeah. much. Like back in the day, it was always like, oh, sound every step. And yeah. well, it's going to take you five fucking minutes to get down the stairs. It yeah. takes forever. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So if I know the fire is way over there, oh, yeah, yeah. do I need to be yeah. sounding this floor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, it, it's a pretty quick evolution down. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so just nozzle, nozzle first. Everybody gets down the stairwell uh, fairly quickly. And then water yeah. application. Yeah. Yeah, because what we've been doing lately is we've been, and I'm not sure where I was watching or learning it from, was um, they actually send the first guy down, not the nozzle man. He goes down with the tool, and as he's going down, he's sounding, and he's kind of stepping on the um, on the outside of the stairs. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's sounding as he goes down quick, like it's fast. It's yeah. not like the old boom, like takes yeah, in yeah, yeah, like, yeah. five minutes every step. No, it's a sound fast. He goes all the way down, and the reason why you're sending him down first is because if he does fall through, the nozzle operator, he's got the he's got protection, the shit that can yeah. deal with it, right? Because he's protecting him. Um, versus if the nozzle man falls in the hole, <laughs> he takes a line with him, and right. now he's possibly in the burning. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's, yeah, or he doesn't, yeah. and now the nozzle's fucking or the nozzle's dangling somewhere. there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I mean, I understand both. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there isn't nearly enough below grade attacks that I don't think worry about it because mm-hmm. I mean, we get the odd one. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't had one in years, like a real true one. <clears throat> no, the one that you call, called in. We were going in to do it, yeah. but it had already. And that was we were also back. Like, it's usually a way to get in without having to go yeah. downstairs. Mm-hmm. And, and most houses nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I was actually chatting with um, a buddy of mine who's a Burnaby Fire, and we're talking about below grade stuff. Yeah. And he said, "But they practice when it's like a rock and below grade mm-hmm. fire, and they're pushing down. They're pushing. They're even going down. No, they're they're mm-hmm. pushing down. Mm-hmm. But I think he called it was it turtle turtle method." <laughs> Um, where basically they, they get right down low on the ground and they'll kind of, um, strap their ankles around. Yeah. So we do. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. The emergency prone. Yeah. So like the emergency prone, but they push down the stairs like that. Oh wow. Because like, yeah, head head first, right down real low. And he said it's super fast. You just scooch and you're, you're rocking down there really fast. They're down the stairs before. And they said, yeah, everybody rips down there. And then the last guy, if there's a team of three, if he's up on that landing, he's in that same position. With yeah. the hose, and then when they do the water application, all the hot gases are still well above them because uh-huh. it's super low. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting day practice. So, I mean, if it's really rock in the basement, we wouldn't even go. We would just we would just yeah. hit it exterior mm-hmm. the yeah. best we could, cool it, and then eventually go. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But it was good. It was really good evolutions. Uh, the last evolution of today was great. Um, a couple guys were bagged, so they were off in rehab, and uh, so we're like, well, we gotta go do one more evolution, put the fire out. So we're like, all right, well. All the officers, we all went in and did it. So the chief and a couple officers and, and myself, we pushed in and did it. So it and didn't actually go out then? It got out. The guy fire's still going. <laughs> but we looked at the uh, at the uh, the tax, we're like, hey, like, 
you guys need to get rid of all the pallets? Yep. So it was like six feet high of pallets. Oh, wow. So they loaded it, and mm-hmm. it was cooking in there. Nice. We opened that door, the first exterior door on the second floor, and it was just black to the floor. Like, all right, here we go. Pushed mm-hmm. in down, and it was high. It was awesome. It was a blast. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah. And really good just to build that stress inoculation on our newer members. And th- we talked a lot about that. Just building, like, when we when we had them in as well, we'd say, okay, well, how do you feel the heat? Like, are you feeling comfortable? Oh, this is great. Yeah, it's hot. I'm like, oh, it's not that hot. But this, mm-hmm. it's perfect. And then a few times when some of the guys happened twice back to back, a little bit too much water application, and we got a lot of steam, and then it got warm. And then we use that as a teaching moment as well. Like, okay, well, it's hot, but ventilate. Now you can see it room clear. You can feel it cool down. Do you guys do a cold start right from the beginning? Or? No, we didn't. No. No. We, we talked about it today because we had some brand new guys that haven't right. been in, uh, but there's only a handful of them. So we decided just to pass it and push on because again that environment clear visibility it wasn't that hot yeah we just wanted to get them in and we talked about it once we were inside sure yeah it was really good they're set up they don't have that swede do they it's no all first level everything's yeah Yeah. same same yeah yeah Yeah, they got a three stack of uh 40 foot containers Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, i poked i poked around in there quickly um when we were up there for uh, PDEC, sure. um, I haven't been inside their building until then. Um, I think it looks like a pretty fun setup. With it is, yeah. A lot of variable options, right? Yeah, they do. It looks like they've got a, uh, a gas meter on the outside of one mm-hmm. of the corners as well. And I th- I think it's plumbed to gas. It looks like there's a burn pattern up against the wall. Yeah. Um, and then the, the burn building itself is all just uh, Class A. And then they have some other functions for uh, car fire and stuff like yeah. that as well mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Cool. nice sweet yeah <clears throat> so that's really good yeah and good good uh comms for everybody to just learning like all the people that don't get on the radio all the time um putting them into that role uh there's a lot of good learning points mm-hmm. and we kept we actually ran it pretty strict so we'd have our we had a safety in place the instant command yeah. Um, so there's lots of tight radio communications mm-hmm. and then we'd always have, we'd have our writ and then a rehab and make sure everybody's a go, everybody's ready for the cycle. Mm-hmm. And then we'd start. Pretty so good. who was your instructor? Did they have somebody there or were no, you guys? It was, it was all in-house. It was nice. our own crew. Yeah. So Corey, yeah. uh, our chief is the live fire instructor. So the double mm-hmm. IC instructor in charge is called. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, we worked under the officer group. We worked under him as instructors. Nice. Yeah. That's good because then you're not getting some, no. some other. Because we, I, I know when we used to go to Fort Lafayette, we used to always get some. We yeah. get somebody telling us tactics that we wouldn't use, and we're like, okay. all our own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, like it comes back to like even when we have guys here, and we always ask them. Yeah, you know, we always ask like like we don't mind you know just <laughs> taking that that step back and being a tech. Like we can be your safety, mm-hmm. we can be a tech, um, and usually. They're they, like, no, no, like they lean on us, which is awesome. But uh, I feel the more they come, yeah, the more we'll start to hand that over. Um, yeah, because there's it, probably a couple, couple yeah. more rotations yeah. that they want to do with us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, it um, also gets it out of the because um, on their side, it gets them out of the institutional inbreeding. That's right. Yeah, I was just gonna mm-hmm. it's yeah. the problem with us. Like, yeah, like right now we don't like we have so much stuff here. We don't go to live fire. That's right. <laughs> it would almost be good bringing another instructor in. Like, hey. Not maybe not for the crew, but as like 
officers and training officers. Yeah. Hey, what's kind of up and coming? What do we, you know, mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. do some stuff. Because, of course, if you bring a live uh, instructor in, then you bring the guys in. They're like, well, we learned it this way. And then these are thinking, we don't know what we're talking about, or you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, it's hard, right? Because then. Well, and things <clears throat> change so much. I mean, even yeah. just like I mentioned earlier, like last year. We, we, were, yeah, we weren't doing that uh, water application water. at the door. Yeah. We were doing all the rest, the walls and the walls up inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it makes perfect sense just to take that moment and do it right there, right? So yeah. then as soon as we open the door, we're still doing what we call the life fire layout. Yeah. So you're opening, you're looking for life anywhere around the first yeah. few feet of the door, behind the door. Uh, you're looking for obvious fire and smoke right. conditions, of course, and then uh, layout and um, uh, structural integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, one good point that Corey brought up um, just in our discussion, like we get so used to in live fire stuff like it's always a go it's always yeah. a push in always a push in it says but in the real world you may get there and start to push and be like nope we're actually not going in we're gonna mm-hmm. fall back and just go defensive now and that as soon as you said that just reminded me of the story way back in the day with um, los angeles swat team when they were doing all their all their training they'd shoot 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 at the range pick up their brass so yeah. shoot 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 yeah. bend down pick up the brass what happened in their first real gunfight in the city? Simply shoot, 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 bent down, pick up brass, brass, and got shot. Right. Yeah. Well, there's, there's lots of stories of officers with uh, revolvers, too. Because <clears throat> they, they, with revolvers, you have to dump your... And so what they do is they open their open their cylinder up, dump up their brass, put it in their pocket, reload with a speed loader. So there was lots of officers getting shot because they were... Because, you know, when you, got a speed, when you dump it in your pocket... So they were finding officers dead with their pockets full of brass because they were in gunfights. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now it's just, I mean, now obviously with an automatic, you just dump your mag and yeah. carry on. But, but they're almost going, and it's, this is totally off of a tangent, but they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're almost actually going back now. There's some of the, some of the SWAT teams and stuff are carrying dump pouches with them, which is, and, and the argument is, well, you're dropping a mag that has, because you're not always, you know, your magazine's not always empty, right? Your magazine can have five rounds left in it. Mm-hmm. And do you want to dump that on the street? Or do you want to keep it? Yeah. And rather than trying to keep it and shove it in your pocket, do you just run and drop in your dump pouch? But how much time does that delay? Mm-hmm. And the other argument is now you're dropping a possible prohibited, and especially in Canada, possible prohibited magazine on the ground that somebody yeah. picks up. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. I got a 17 round magazine all of a sudden mm-hmm. <laughs> for this yeah, gun exactly. that I have. That... <laughs> and, 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 and you know, then your evidence goes away. And so there's lots of reasons to keep your magazines, but also, yeah. <laughs> That was totally yeah. off another. No, it's the same concept, though, right? Yeah, like, same idea. Total same idea. Like, don't get don't get inbred into always doing that always same thing, in, right? Yeah. 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 Like, dump it down. Our guys would go in, and, like, we were doing a couple sims in our building, and they were down crawling. We're like, mm. well... Because, like, we would always preach, fire's hot, get, get yeah. low, mm-hmm. get safe. Well, if it's a, you know, 30, 40, 50... You know, yard stretch that you have to mm. go down this massive corridor, mm. and it's clear. Yeah. Well, I'm not crawling. Like, yeah, like I try to tell my, the guys, my like, knees aren't built for that. Go the way the fire. <laughs> I'm gonna save but that then, until yeah. I need to. Do. So yeah, there's no need to, like, crawl away when you can walk. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, you don't want to get so far away from it. Because yeah. sometimes it hurts us. Because then guys are like, well, they only react to what they see. And that sure. goes back to that what we we're just talking about. If they, yeah. they don't spray water because they're not feeling the heat or seeing the heat so it's like yeah <laughs> so we gotta get the happy medium exactly um, and like one thing we used to do and we usually do it in the summertime because it's you know um, wintertime we actually burn live fire but summertime sometimes what we'll do in our burn building is we'll make what we call the kill house so um we'll use cones or it's typically just cones i'll hang cones off the building or lay it on the ground or 
So right. whenever they come around the corner, we'll call out, like, fire to your left, and then they have to hit the cone, fire to your right. So it's, it's like, you know, a, a kill us, a SWAT team would use as they're going through, but without actual live fire. Mm-hmm. So it gets the guys handling the hose. Yeah. And uh, I think we usually put on air for that. We do, yeah. But, it, you know, there's water everywhere, and it, oh. it's it's a good method to teach, I think. Yeah. Because there's no risk of actual injury, yeah. and then the instructors can actually just walk <laughs> without having any gear on. They can just walk behind them and call out stuff. And, right. Yeah, correct them on the spot, right? So. Yeah, and to preamble, the past two practices leading up to this, uh, we did a lot more uh, maneuvers on hose handling techniques, and we taught them a few different ways, like the d- down low with the clamp method, um, and then the kind of kind of crouching if you have a good good um, uh, view is up is not a uh, real low thermal air, mm-hmm. um, and then getting down right low prone as well. You know, teach them a few different methods again, tool in your toolbox, use what works for you in that environment, right? Sure. Yeah. Actually, back to the whole gun thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that reminded me of we did uh, we did a shooting, uh, police shooting in Vancouver. We responded down to this one um, guy. Yeah, went on a little shooting rampage and ran around and was ended up over at Science World. <clears throat> was running around with the gun still. So we responded down to the VPD guy after they shot him and got him. And I said, Yeah, we were returning fire. So we we drove in their car. Next thing you know, they're getting rounds. Uh, behind them through the back window so they bail out the car and the one officer we had him back of the ambulance and the sergeant's in there's like okay, i need your gun how many rounds you got off as we're stripping them right checking them mm. and he goes i have no idea i was on my third mag like, yeah mm. i have no idea how many rounds i know I, I dropped three mags yeah it's, it's funny because people are like well you shoot the guy so many times like they always that's always like that you know they see them in the, in the videos on facebook or whatever they're like they shot that guy too many times it's like well You've ever been in a situation where you're actually getting shot at? Because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna dump your mag, and it takes you like no time at all to dump a magazine. Yeah. Um, and it, like even uh, Tim Kennedy was saying, like you know, you sh- they, they were just doing a drill where okay, just when I snap my fingers, I want you to drop as fast as you can, drop as fast as you can. So you know, so even just from a standing position, just to drop down, it takes you two and a half seconds. Like not getting shot, just dropping mm-hmm. to, your, to your knees and to your to the ground, right? So how many rounds can you fire off and? <laughs> in two and a half seconds as the guy's falling so it's like yeah you're gonna dump your mag yeah. <laughs> and there's no counting rounds or any of that bullshit it's like yeah you're going to the walk back <laughs> and then yeah. you're fixing your gun <laughs> it's back to his muscle memories yeah. he's like he just unloaded reload unload reload yeah where you go yeah yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> says that you guys had fun yeah it was great that was a really good weekend so you boys went out on an excursion and then uh some of our guys we went on an excursion. Yeah, yeah. so um, there's a new... Uh, it's, not, it's still pretty new, I think. I think so. It's been about, I'm going to say four or five years, maybe. Maybe even less. Probably around. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a program in BC right now, and I, I think it came from the States, because there is one in the States that's definitely one. Um, so a, a few of the guys that are well-versed in wildfire, they, went, they were doing a, a symposium down in the States. They came back. And they wanted to develop something called the Engine Boss course. So the Engine Boss is is a it's a captain. I don't know. I still didn't hear the story of why we have to call it the Engine Boss versus just call it the captain. But um, it's called the Engine Boss, and it and it does denote a difference because you know a captain, um, you know it's a just regular fire. But the Engine Boss, when we say Engine Boss, we know we are on a wildland fire. We don't call the captain on our structure part of the Engine Boss. Um, so it is kind of I guess it's kind of good having that 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 divide more or less so um this engine boss course is developed 
in conjunction with wildland uh, firefighting and when it hits the um, um, interface or the intermix depending on what we're what we're doing so um, and it's becoming a standard for VC so if you're going on deployment especially so if you're going out of region out of your own fire district on deployment and working for the provincial government as a contractor that's what we are um, when we're out there, we ha they want us all to be trained, especially the guys running the running the engine. They want us all to be in the in the engine boss course. So um, they haven't been hard and fast enough yet. It's uh, they do ask on deployment. Do you have your engine boss course? No. Okay. Do you have your officer one? Because it's basically either officer one or engine boss. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I th I'm thinking probably probably five years from now, maybe less. Be requirement. It'll be if you don't have engine boss, you're not going on deployment. Mm -hmm. So it's important course to have and. Um, so it started, uh, there is a online component, which was actually a, it's kind of a, it's a recorded, um, bunch of videos from a symposium they did. So basically it's a day one. Um, it's, they could, they could have done it in the classroom and they might go back to the classroom. This is all, uh, kind of still half-assed COVID rules. Um, it was a good video, but you also, you can't interact with the instructor. So you can't like ask questions. There was some questions asked in the video because there's people, actually one of your members was in there, um, live in the classroom. They might not have. They have different questions than I have, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so it was good. That was all. It was good. It was. It was kind of a refresher on stuff we already do, um, like bump and run and anchor hole and and what we were doing though. We were doing the uh, the live version of it, so the the face to face version. So we went to Kamloops, which is a larger city to the north, even farther north than Kelowna, um, and they did a lot of work. They went around. Kind of like what we did recently for our scenario. That's right. But just in a much bigger area. So they had they, they have a very uh, this, I don't even know what the name of the place is. Um, this this area of town it might be Aberdeen, I think. Hmm. Um, all like brand new homes. Up by the mall. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. So all brand new homes. Um, hundreds of brand new homes up there. Um, there is a definitely a hard interface area. Like there is definitely areas where we're like, oh yeah, I could see why like this would be good to know. So hard interface. Um, and that's where we trained. That was our area of operation for the day. Um, so they went around and they had this big map and you could see the the houses in red. They had these houses marked in red. Those are the ones they've talked to. And that's what we were actually. So um, we started off, we actually started off in the other end of town, which is funny because we still, we started off, we gathered at the town yard, did our kind of morning brief. Um, we got our assignments. So because um, we brought an engine, we were in a, we were in a Sten group. So we were in a strike, strike team of engines. So we were four engines. Yeah, four engines. Um, so our tasks were different than the task force. So they had uh, one of one stand group, which was us, and then they had the task force, which is uh, a group of... So task force is a grouping of different apparatus. So I think uh, they had two task force going, and they were um, different types. So there was like basically a bush truck, engine tenders. So that's what they were doing that work. And I think they had similar assignments to us, but they there was definitely some other stuff going on because one of the cool things... So they were trying to make it like as realistic as possible without having fire burn because we know how hard it is to... We know how hard it is to realistically try to simulate fire. Right. Actually, while I was at lunch, I was talking to um, one of our guys we brought up. And I was like, hey, we were talking about the cones and the pieces of wood we use. And, and I was like, hey, what if we use silly string? Yeah. Like yeah. this kid's silly string. Because that's water-soluble. Yeah, and you spray it on the ground, and then you and then when the guys come, they have to spray it, and when they and they have to stop spraying when it's gone. 
Thought I'd try yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Because silly string is pretty cheap. Dollar store is going to be at a silly string soon, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, that might be an actually not a bad idea for these wildland one sure. training. Especially when you, what you were doing the other day, when you are doing little spot fires. Yeah. Like, we can't simulate, like, we can't, you know, a big jug of silly string. But, you know, for the little spot fires, like, shh, there's a spot fire over there. I don't know. I want to try it. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, that was a side note. So, obviously, with these guys, they, you know, we couldn't simulate the fire, um, but we were simulating, uh, they were they were talking about the areas. So, um, we all got our assignments. And then, in the, oh, yeah, so the funny thing is, in the morning, my STEM leader, he comes over, he's like, he reaches in his pocket, he's wearing cargo pants, he's like, here's your map for the day. <laughs> it's like a crumpled up, like he has it crumpled in a ball. And I'm like, well, he has it to us, and I kind of laugh, and I unroll it. Because he's trying to, like, hey, nothing's going to, nothing, it's not going to be perfect when you come on scene. So we have to unroll it, and we're laying it out flat. And so that was, like, the start of, like, I'm like, okay, this guy, this guy gets it. Like, he, this guy's going to screw with us all day. And he, yeah. and he did, but he didn't. Like, he screwed with us nicely. No. He's actually nicer than we are, usually. Right. <laughs> like, we're usually, like, much worse to our guys. Because <laughs> even uh, Kevin was with us. He's like, oh, this isn't so bad. This, yeah. this guy doesn't really screw with us that bad. Like, you guys are the had, like, a house on fire by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we got our assignments. And then uh, it was funny because our, our, our um, leader was, um, he's actually one of the guys that developed the course. So he brings us, he brings uh, us over to the, um, his vehicle. And it started off with, because uh, since we're all doing the Engine Boss course, it, basically we, throughout the day we had to cycle. So I was up first. Um, so he gives us our morning briefing and gives us our assignments for communications, like we're on what channel we're on. We're all on the same channel, like the, all of us. So there's like 17 apparatus there. And they did that for a reason, because they, the, they wanted the clutter of it. They could have, we could have easily went to different channels. But they did it for a reason. They wanted 17 apparatus trying to talk on the radio and different things were happening. So you're like, okay, task force, the task force is doing this, but we're doing this. And then you have to really listen for your, for your call signs and your call signs different because it's, because now you're on deployment. So when you're on deployment, you don't go by our truck number. So we don't go mm -hmm. by what our truck number says. We go by what they've assigned us. So right. Were you like so 103? We were 103. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So, so we were engine 103. Um, so that, so that you have to start remembering because you're not you're not listening for our regular because we're right. you know, 181. So we're like, <laughs> so you have to listen for 103 now. Um, so that was you know that was one thing. Um, but it was funny. He's like, okay, it was as soon as we done our, our deployment, he goes, okay, guys, I want you in the trucks. We're gonna go to our staging area, our secondary staging area across town, and and the pre pre deployment or pre talk was we're gonna go code three the whole way through the city. <laughs> so that was awesome. So we got to drive in convoy go through the, through the city but he's like i want our team to leave i want our group to leave first he goes i like being first <laughs> so we ripped out of there as fast as we could all the other people are like what is going on <laughs> so we our our um our strike team left like lickety split and but we we're going through the city it's a big city mm -hmm. and lots of traffic it's a saturday morning yeah so we were like there's like four fire engines like code code three it was actually pretty funny people are like what is going on because all these different like you know different designations like our like our town there's three other towns there so it's like they must have i don't know what they were thinking people were like must have been freaking out so it was raining though so they must have put two and two together that it wasn't a wildfire yeah <laughs> i did it yeah, yeah true. um so that yeah then we get to our secondary staging um which is actually in our responsibility and then he laid us, he brought us again, he brought 
me as Andrew Boss and the other guys, and he gave us our first assignment, which was uh, an anchor and hold. So an anchor and hold, uh, it's typically when you have a safety zone, that's, that's always a start. Like If you have a safety zone to get to, you have the ability to anchor and hold. Um, also, you're typically tied into some sort of water supply. So we use, um, a lot of times we use portable tanks, yeah. and we will refer to that as an anchor and hold. But a lot of times it's going to be like city water, like here on a hydrant. So in this case, our first assignment, we were tied into a hydrant. So, um, and so it was going to be big water right away. Um, unfortunately, our truck doesn't run a, like our truck we use for deployment. It doesn't have a deck gun. So our new truck that we're getting has a deck gun. Mm-hmm. But everybody else had a deck gun. So he's, he actually put us in the back. He's just like, well, you guys, are with, you guys are the only ones without a deck gun. So have you guys in the back all day. Um, which is actually awesome for us because all we had to do was remember the guys in front of us what their what their call sign was, and, we, mm-hmm. and the other guys, the other poor guys way up front had to like lead us through this maze of of city of the city. <laughs> so um, we were always like, as long as we knew we were the we we're the rear, we were it was easy for us. Um, but because we didn't have a deck gun, he put us at the rear because he said, "Oh, it'll probably take you longer than the other guys." So so you don't. Say that to us because we're gonna be. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna sound. That is, that is straight up challenge accepted right there. So, oh really? No, really. We can't. We can't be as fast as a deck gun, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, what it was because our pre our our big waters is um, is plumbed off the rear. So, but we had our so part of our setup was we had to um, put a gated Y off the rear, running forestry line, two hundred feet of forestry line. So our rear discharge was already covered. So right. We're like oh, crap. So our, our two and a half's hanging off, not tied in, and now we're going to be doing big water applications. So um, since I was the engine boss, I don't really have an assignment, so I have to do laces when I get there. But um, typically, you're supposed to take a step back, look around, make a call, right? Right. They don't say that, but that's what we do, right? Mm-hmm. We, we're supposed to be kind of like the overwatch, but we can also assist where needed. So um, um, we had to take a hydrant, we had to pull a two and a half, and we had to get water flowing, and we had to also now we have to take the hose off and attach it to a side discharge rather than the rear. So so that's what my task was, because Grant, I was like, okay, Grant, you're going to rip the line out. Um, and we were running the pre-connect, so 150 feet. So as soon as we as soon as soon we uh, hit the air brakes, we were off that truck. Uh, Kevin's hitting the, Kevin got the hydrant kit ready. He's hitting the hydrant. Grant's running up the side of the mountain. <laughs> I'm pulling the, I'm, I, as soon as it went off the tail, the tail end, I grabbed it and I, I, I tied it into the side of the truck. As soon as we had it tied to the side of the truck, Jay started flowing water. We weren't on hydrant water yet, but Jay started flowing water, like big water, hard. So now we're like, okay, now we're on the clock because now we're now the truck the truck's going right. like we're sucking water out of that truck because you and can't it, hit less than a quarter tank. Yeah, so that's one thing. Yeah, they don't let you go down for less than a quarter tank. And but our saving grace is two of the other trucks are city trucks. Perfect. So they can't run big water without being on a hydrant, right? Because mm. they only got three hundred gallons. <laughs> we have not, we have a thousand gallons, mm-hmm. so we had a little bit more time. So we started running flowing big water, like we we are we are flowing water before everybody else. Nice. <laughs> like we were on it. So we we're like, <laughs> but now it's <laughs> like, okay. deck gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and then one of the city Dry. trucks deck gun uh, crapped the bed. So it was <laughs> it, actually they they had to go they had to go to an half line. <laughs> so, so uh, and now we're behind the now we're on the clock because now we got the hydrant going. So we have, we uh, Kevin flushed the hydrant. We tied it in. We even got the clamp on, <laughs> and we were we had everything set up. And we're like, and the uh, the task force leader who's also the instructor guys, but he's like, I'm sorry, the strike team leader. He's like, 
you guys are pretty fast. We're like, yep. <laughs> he has, yeah, he's, uh, he's like, you guys must practice a lot. We're like, yeah, fair amount. <laughs> so, so that was really good. So we were, um, and then of course, Grant, we go to the debrief slash next briefing because now he's the engine boss. And he, of course, he throws on the gauntlet. He's like, I, I think we might have won that one. <laughs> Not that it's a race, but we probably won that one. I'm like, man, shut up. <laughs> that was the right thing to do. It, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we didn't know any of these guys yet, and we're like, oh, the douchebags are here. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was good. Um, so, lots of big water there. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So then we did, uh, then the next scenario was another anchor and hold, but now it was, um, now the fire was actually impinging on structures. So now we actually had to go, uh, so we're in Nomax, or we're in our forestry gear, which is yeah. Nomax or whatever, I think whatever ours is not actually Nomax, but it's fire, reti- basically fire retardant clothing. So now we have to transition over to our structural gear, full SCBA and run that. So, um, that was, that was pretty cool. Except in our area, the road was too um, small. So we actually had to make a call while we're driving in. So now it's Grant's running the engine boss. Um, we had to make a call driving in because there wasn't enough room for all of us in there. Mm. So since we were the tail end, we actually ended up uh, peeling off. And we just started doing, we actually started doing patrols. And then we got tasked with uh, marking the escape route. Right. And then at one point, probably three minutes into that little scenario, um, they called over the radio. Um, fire conditions have changed uh, to severe. Um, drop your lines and go. So everybody had to drop their lines in place and take off. <laughs> and then about five minutes later, so we're all going back to our temporary refuge area, which is a school. And then about five minutes later, he's uh, our instructor slash leader. He's on the radio. He's like, yeah, 103, when uh, can you guys come back? Uh, there's a whole bunch of kids that just came running out and grabbing all the hoses. <laughs> it's all the kids. Like, as soon as we leave, all the kids are coming running out and they're playing with the hoses. <laughs> so as we start pulling back in, they all scatter again. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. So then we helped them reload all their hoses again. and So that was a 10 of the two anchor and hold scenarios. And then, then I got into some prep and defend, um, um, which is like now we go... You have some time, so we look around the building, and for this, like, normally we'd be taking all that stuff, and they call it jackpotting, like, basically yeah. putting in a big pile somewhere, but for this, they didn't want us to do that to these people's houses, so we just, uh, we were to take pictures, and then, um, if they wanted to see them, we could be like, yeah, this is what we do, but we just made a list of all the stuff we do, um, like, close the garage door, close the windows, um, they had this little one little deck off to the side that had a bunch of stuff on it. And I thought back to when you and I, when that, right. when the that mattress. fire, yeah. So I'm like, okay, that comes off right away. <laughs> um, chainsaw down the little uh, shrubs around the building. Um, take the fence, like, cause every one of those buildings had a cedar fence around it. So take a piece of the fence out just to stop the wicking stop of the fire. Extension, yeah. yeah. So that was, you know, there's some good stuff there. Um, checking into the little sheds, like we were looking for the windows of the sheds, um, see any chemical or anything like that. Yeah, so they just wanted us to basically fire smart without actually doing the task of fire smart. Nice. Um, one thing they always they stress was take the garden hose and run it out to the front of the driveway. Because if we pull up and um, there's a garden hose, we can actually turn it on and just shove it in our shove it in the top of our engine. Like you know, on the on the top port. Mm-hmm. Just start filling the truck. Still some water. So you're yeah. even if it's a little bit of water, you're yeah. getting you, you know you, you're there for half an hour. You're gonna get a few hundred um, liters of water in there, right? So yeah. So we did that. Um, so that was a prep and oh, sorry, that was a prep and go. So prep and go is when you show up, 
you prepare the property, but you have to leave because now the fire's coming. So you're just doing the best you can. Mm-hmm. And then we did a prep and hold or prep and defend, which is we stay now. We now we deploy the line. Yeah. And then we started, and we did a couple scenarios on bump and run, which we were good at. Um, I mean, we practiced bump and run all the time, so mm-hmm. we were banging that off. We were actually so fast. Our because now it's Jason as he, he was the <laughs> he was the <laughs> engine boss, so he's sitting as the engine boss, and he has a list of addresses that we're supposed to hit as a stand group. And there's two or three addresses that we weren't supposed to hit because they hadn't talked to the owners. But every other address on that street we're supposed to hit. So <laughs> Jay's like, okay. And uh, we were done so fast with our bump and run <laughs> that we had our hose bundled back up. And we were sitting in the truck and we're like, Jay, what's the next step? He's like, I don't know. He's like, you guys are too fast. He goes, I haven't even picked the address yet. <laughs> so, so that delayed us a little bit. Like, come on, we want to beat these guys. <laughs> it was like, to us, it was a total competition. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but again, like Ash says, that that's contagious because now everybody's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were hauling like the whole day. Everyone's hauling ass, right? Nice. No one was slacking. Yeah, we were hitting hybrids fast. We were bumping, running fast. Everything was fast. Mm-hmm. So it was a really good course. Um, yeah. Did you did you pick anything up from anyone else that we could bring back and maybe add into our rotations? Anyone else on the? Yeah, just just any or any of the other information. Maybe something that we uh, we did a little bit different, or something that worked well for other teams. Maybe other that we could try. Obviously, when it's deck guns, it's a little bit tough. But yeah, it was hard with the engine companies because um, it's an engine. Like it doesn't really have a lot of like some of the bush trucks had some stuff on them, and, but we weren't we weren't with them. So this is this engine. Like it was weird being in this strike team because it's like we have a very specific like we don't. Like, we weren't coming off the pavement. Like, normally we'd go off the pavement in our trucks, but these are city trucks. But like, the other two of them were definitely big city trucks, and there was, like, a third that was quasi-city. Um, so we weren't coming off the pavement. And so that was kind of our assignment. Our assignment was that we were the strike team. So we were staying in the neighborhood. Um, so, yeah, there was really no, like, weird, like, little um, things. Um, I did see one team, they actually, rather than... For their bumper run, they actually just they put the they put the um, hose right over the shoulder, and they just walked down the street. Hmm. And the hose is attached to the truck, and the truck just drove slow. Mm-hmm. And the guy walked down the street and then dumped it, and then went to the next house. I could see doing that for like a, a small neighborhood, but I wouldn't want to do that for. No, you'd be some of the, like think it back to our fire. Yeah, last we were year. spread out a bit. Like like you know, we were yeah. way spread out. Like we were yeah. intermixed, so we you know we had to go find another driveway. It wouldn't have worked for that. Mm-hmm. It would work for the area we were in mm-hmm. uh, Saturday. And then it would work in some of our areas. I'm just doing that whole having the hose over your shoulder and walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was yeah, if that. you have a few hoses that are tight together and you got the same concept going on. Yeah, yeah. So it was that um, our seatbelt thing was working good, like on our end. Um, so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we we did our usual. I was going to ask uh, any takeaways if people like the marker on the window. Well, it was interesting because when they we first got there, he handed me a marker. He's like, "Mark your window." I'm like. What he's like? Oh, but put your engine number on there. Mm. But I hadn't seen that the last deployment, so I don't know where they got that from. <laughs> but they so they had this kind of it was actually a really nice uh, white one. Um, so we so in big letters we had to write like our engine number. Yeah. On the inside and outside of the window, and then on the driver's side window. So when we're driving by, they can see uh, right what what truck it was. Um, so that was. That, I didn't see that on the last deployment, but it also could have been because we were on a longer deployment, so we actually had like signs in the windows. Yeah, so when for last year, when a bunch of other engines were down in our area, um, they had stuff. It was a it was a, a 
sign that was ta- taped on. Yeah. So yeah. So this writing the window was new. I didn't see it unless uh, I only saw us writing the windows last year. So I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna say that we they took it from us. They, they totally it. took it from me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, you know, and good if they did. Cool. If not, yeah. whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it really worked. And then we did our usual, like wrote everybody's name, um, wrote all the guys, uh, mm. all the people that were in our stand on there. Um, it was really good because we had the name, we had the names of all the apparatus, and then the order of the drive because we were driving a convoy, so we had the order like of who was going where. So nice. And then on the driver's side, um, whoever was driving, we always write the pump, like what the mileage was on the pump, right? For for book keeping sake. So yeah. Um, there's no real big takeaways that were different. Like I don't see much that was different. How was it, I guess, working with, I mean, because you, you said there's like 17 units. The radio traffic obviously was probably chaotic, but it was like, how was it like? It was very like, he's good because uh, our, our our instructor slash lead was, um, he said, I don't want to hear like, don't give me good news stories. Like, I want to hear like, there's a, oh, there's a dog over there. All <laughs> that kind of crap. He's like, I want like the facts of what you did, your assignments, and like if they're not basically so it's like literally like i radioed him yeah uh engine 103 we're we're on big water and hook to the hydrant that's my that's all i said all the time like we're on and then that's it and then i think the only thing grant had to radio back was uh we've we've cleared the escape routes and when you guys escape follow this street this street so it's very minimal communication on our end so there was no like no long stories. Yeah, no. yeah, clutter. Yeah, so it, it, it was cluttery, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, short and to the point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no fire coming. And when fire comes, people get nervous and start talking more. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> we know that. But <laughs> yeah. 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 But it was, yeah, it was, it was really well laid out, really well uh, documented, and really well thought out. Um, they use the same houses for a lot of different things. So the coordination of that. It's probably really hard because they, you know, we weren't we weren't in the same spot as one of the, the task forces they drove up, right? We were we were we were passing each other when they showed up. Well, I think one time we were we were the last, or we were the last engine to drive out because we're in the convoy, just as one of the other trucks came in. So we got a little a little tight end tight end. Mm-hmm. But it's good because there's there's traffic everywhere and there's kids running around. It was very realistic. Like if you're you know we're trying to drive in and everyone's filming the next thing, yeah, right. right so. Yeah, it was really, uh, really beneficial, and I think it's going to go a long way for us. Um, and it, it's good because you're getting your face out there, getting our name yeah. recognition, um, working hard so they can see, um, and hopefully going on some deployments this year. Because a lot of the guys I saw in the last year's deployment. Oh, they were there too. Yeah, like one of the uh, one of the guys that was in charge of one of the strike team or task forces. He was actually our division supervisor last year. So, right. so it's a pretty small community. I, I'm get, I'm getting now mm-hmm. from this like. The higher ups are there's not a whole lot of them, so it's mm-hmm. yeah, nice. Right. So, you guys think you passed the job interview? Yeah, I think so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we did pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> so you wrapped up kind of mid afternoon, right. um, got wrapped up kind of early, yeah, earlier than um, we thought. So, we were the sure. our group was the first one done because he actually said, uh, the instructor said he's taught this course 17 times, and he said, You're not us, not got our engine, but mm-hmm. so your group your was group. Like, was probably the fastest he's seen or the best he's seen because uh, he did, we didn't have to do any scenarios twice. 
Because usually it takes, that's why they have that. We were supposed to be done by 4.30. I think we are done by 2.30. Mm-hmm. Because we did our, we did all our scenarios the first time around. And then, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so then we, we drive back <laughs> a little earlier than normal. And we were just pulling in the fire, in our, in back into our fire district. And dropped one of the guys off who lives on the north end. Mm-hmm. And Pedro was off. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yes! <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So we got a call, MBI. So... I was covering for Jason because he was away with you guys. So I run out to the truck, uh, dispatch all over, da, 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 responding. Yeah, copy. And immediately, dispatch all over, engine 182. <laughs> Go ahead, engine 182 in service with four. <laughs> Welcome home, 182. <laughs> originally, we thought the accident was on our, like where we were, like on closer to us, but it was on the other end of town. So we yeah. actually had to, we had to code three all the way into town. Yeah. And we were actually gonna we were gonna kill it uh, part way because we heard you were on scene. There was really no extrication, mm-hmm. but we had the ambulance right behind us, and we were running block for them. So we're like, just keep going, like mm-hmm. just let's get through town because you know it's Saturday afternoon traffic. So we'll yeah. you know we're a better block than an ambulance. So we were blocking for them as we were ripping through town. Nice. <laughs> and, you know, we had play a little uh, had a little music playing in the background. Had a little danger zone. <laughs> 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, the call turned out to be yeah, kind, of kind of a dud, but yeah. um, no, no real skill skill set used there. But um, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I'm like, geez, right. you're back. <laughs> One thing I gotta say is that new gear we bought. That's like that stuff yeah. from um, mm-hmm. a Seahawk. Um, yeah. Super comfortable. Um, as Kevin says, oh, these uh, these. <laughs> these ball vents are great. So we have these little vents you uh, <laughs> you can uh, you unzip. They look like little pockets, but you unzip and they're actually like mesh. So it ventilates your nether regions. <laughs> and it was actually, especially after, because we pulled our turnout gear out over our pants, right? To, right. We had to go structural. Mm-hmm. And then we, after we took them off, we're like, whoo, open those up. We're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so much nicer than coveralls. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, man, like nightmare. And even one of the guys... Had similar pants, but he was complaining. But he didn't, have, so, he didn't have the ball vents. So so hot. And, yeah, you guys are like zip. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all our gear that we bought recently, we you know the nice the cast helmets, they're super comfortable, mm-hmm. super light. Um, it was really good because we were busting in our ass, like we were hauling. Sure. It was pretty warm. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like summertime warm, but it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nice. Well yeah, done. It felt good. Yeah. For sure. Good start. Good start. I didn't. Uh, one of the guys that you're eyeing up the gear last year. Yeah. You and him had a little chat about your gear. Yeah, because last year we were going, you know, we we weren't really, like, we, we obviously do a lot of forestry stuff, but we never been on deployment, so normally we don't wear our gear for that long, but mm-hmm. we wanted to buy some new gear, so we were on deployment, and I'm like, hey, what kind of gear is that? I'm asking people, oh, what kind of gear is that? What kind? So I started, like, doing, like, research on people's gear, and I found this, and I found the stuff we, we got. It was, like... By far, everyone was like, oh, that's a gear to get. Even guys that had the other gears, like, but get that gear if you can get this. Mm-hmm. So we got the gear that everyone recommended. So, yeah, one of the guys I talked to is like, man, you guys, you got better gears than we do now. And they actually have really nice stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> awesome. But it looks sharp. It's yeah, we super, out. super comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's actually, like, the, whatever they call that, 10 degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Todd's on facebook today yeah and he sees somebody uh who he knows in Kamloops area 
And they've got photos up on their Facebook, and there's a bunch of their fire engines set up, and sure. here's our guys. Like, yeah. they're standing out like a sore thumb, yeah. like, in a good way. Like, they're yeah. looking sharp, they look professional. And, you know, that all is great, but it's so comfortable. Right. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Well, we find when you look professional, people, like, they start giving you tasks that... Like, last year, we were actually talking about, like... When we first got, like, when our crew first got up, not, not when our, not when our the crew, like, when my team got up there, um, the guys previous, they were doing a good job, mm-hmm. but then, of course, we, we switched over to task force leaders, so the task force leader now has to relearn everybody, mm-hmm. so he can only go by what he's heard from the other task force leader and from what he can see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he looked at, and I don't know if this actually happened or not, but just from what I gathered from him, like, he looked at our crews, and we were wearing, like, ripped coveralls and... Kind of like, kind of like garbage gear. Yeah. And he's looking at, and like I could see him looking at all of us, and then he gave an assignment, like a pretty cool assignment to another team. I'm like, fuck, because those guys are wearing nicer gear. Because he doesn't know us. And then, you know, three days in or two days in, he's like, oh, you guys actually really work hard. And then he started, then he started giving us assignments. But then four or five days later, he leaves, and now there's another guy. <laughs> so now we have to like, Back to the dog back shit the, for a yeah, day. Back yeah, back to getting treated like crap for a day. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, oh, yeah, these guys are actually hard workers. And so it is like, if you look good, you people yeah. treat you better. Sure. Yeah. You look professional. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The, the only other thing I wanted to add to all of this was just that video I sent out the other day of that uh, Smart War stuff. Mm. I think it's nice to see that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. So it, it, I don't know what the mix is. It doesn't really go into it, but it looks like basically you're sliming a house. Yeah. And so you, you slime it with a coating. Yes. And then, yeah. it, absolutely, <laughs> you slam it with the coat. They actually say that. Like, they right, <laughs> right in the thing. It looks, oh, like, it looks like, like a bodily like, fluid. It does. But once you cover it, it almost, it gives it like this outer protection where it keeps that fluid lo- layer there. So they even stacked a whole bunch of stuff against it <laughs> and set fire to it. Fluid load? Fluid layer. <laughs> fluid load. That's way better advertising. Yeah. <laughs> That's good for the skin. <laughs> It's good for the skin of the eyes. <laughs> but it was it looked really good. <laughs> well, we're off. <laughs> it's too late. It's the end of it. Any more for any more? <laughs> no. <laughs> the fact of the matter is look up smarter water and you will find it. Yeah. It's worth a look. Mm-hmm. The Japanese version is called Bukaki. We were already off. We were right good. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we were already there. We were so far off the rails. <laughs> I dropped a little seed, if you will. <laughs> you went for the mother one. <laughs> Modus. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing Modus? Oh, actually, Modus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're actually on Modus. Uh, Modus, yeah, they got their fourth century. Their... <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> We've lost it. Uh, fourth century gear, soft entry gear, um, uh, snagger tools. Um, They've got uh, lots of their like tool pouches, kits, stuff like that, uh, hose straps. Uh, check out their social media. Uh, they've got a lot of videos. Uh, check out their TikTok. Uh, they got a lot of videos up there. 
Uh, a lot of cool stuff from their trip out here uh, that they've been posting lately. Uh, cruise through the comments. <laughs> we are dog shit in the comments. I love it. Um, aim at the fire. Yeah, aim at the fire. Fire's that way, Proby. Obviously. <laughs> oh, oh really? I didn't see the fire burning there. You yeah, wow. <laughs> it's for a video shoot. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, really cool shots there. So check them out. Um, and if you like what you see, uh, GTFF. Five gets you five percent off your order. Stop the bleed. Stop the bleed. So we just finished uh, stop the bleed month. Um, so yeah, but uh, free to bleed. Again. Yeah, free to bleed. <laughs> yeah, away. Bleeding is wide open again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and actually, just on on the tail of all these horrific, you know, mass shootings that keep occurring, it seems like, and there's all these other. There's a couple other like uh, multiple stabbings of the day in Lower Mainland for us and. Uh, you know, it's stopped, but it's super important. So three major methods of uh, controlling massive hemorrhage is uh, direct pressure, uh, wound packing, and tourniquet application. Uh, so go online to uh, stopthebleed.org, see if there's any instructors near you, uh, check it out, it'll give you the good content, um, and then check out our YouTube as well on that. We've got some course content on there and some videos of uh, kind of wound packing, tourniquet applications, things like that. Yeah, yeah stop the bleed. Uh, Tanner Olson. Yeah, Tanner Olson, country music out of the west coast of Canada. He is going to be here in our town on July 9th. Um, going to be in a bunch of other places all around the province mm-hmm. and then Calgary. Come on up, so check him out if you're anywhere near him. Um, if not, Spotify and wherever else. Yeah. And then you have us. Obviously, we're on the Facebook and the Instagrams and the TikToks and all the other fun stuff. If you do uh, get a chance, again, we, we would really appreciate the fact if you, <laughs> you could take a minute and just give us a, a five-star rate and a review. That would be brilliant. And uh, yeah, any comments that you've got, please let us know. If you're like, uh, if you're interested in coming on the show and having a conversation, we'd love to have a chat. Unless Scott, hmm. Wait, oh, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. What? That was don't be weird. Don't oh, be don't weird. be weird. Sorry. Yeah. Ah, don't, well, be don't be a dick. Right. Yeah. Don't be a weird dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely don't want you coming on the show. <laughs> This, this fucking tailed end so quick, man. You started it with your weird little uh, bodily fluid uh, post ejaculation. <laughs> Whatever it was. I'm out. Good night. Ash. That's it. Scott. Stay safe. Oh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> good night. Told. Oh, good night. Stay safe. Stay DTFF.